All right. Good morning and welcome back to another edition of Bakersfield Business Partners podcast. My name is Duncan Harris. I'm the president of Bakersfield Business Partners and I am glad to have as our guest here, Mr. Marvin Bush. And uh, Marvin's going to be talking about real estate today. So Bakersfield Business Partners is a uh, networking group. We meet here in Bakersfield, obviously, weekly on Tuesday mornings, and we help each other grow our businesses by passing referrals and really through education and relationships. So anyhow, let's dive right into it. Marvin, how's it going today? Doing very well. Doing Glad good. to be here. Awesome. Glad to have you. Thanks for coming. So uh, Marvin, you're a real estate agent. That's correct? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I'm one for one. Yes. So uh, no, tell me, tell me a little bit about how you got started in real estate. Tell me a little bit about yourself actually first. Well, you know, I moved to Bakersfield in 1984 and in 1986, I bought my first was that, property. Was that in the Dust Bowl or? That, that was, it was okay. way, way back just after the depression. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> and it, uh, I, I bought my first property in 1986 and I have been buying and selling properties in Bakersfield ever since. That's great. And, uh, you know, I'm one of those people never saw a piece of real estate that I didn't love. So it's, I, I just really enjoy it and, uh, decided that, uh, I think I would enjoy helping other people, um, reach their, uh, goals, uh, real estate goals. So I've, uh, started doing this full time back in 2005 and just been fantastic. Really enjoy doing it. That's great. And you have uh, a couple kids, have two daughters, got a dog. Uh, one just graduated from college. The other one's a junior in high school and, and one dog. Fantastic. And, uh, that's it. Awesome. So you have been in real estate since 2005. What are we on? 16 years? Mm-hmm. Almost 17 yes. years it's going to be? Full time, yes. And what did you do before that? I actually was in sales prior to that. I was mm-hmm. in the luxury car business and yeah. uh, was at Lexus for about nine years and uh, had a very successful career there. And just needed a change. Uh, right. It was something that was a little bit more flexible so I could spend a little bit more time with my family. And you've had a pretty diverse work background, I think, right? You used to drive trucks and you've, right. you've kind of been all over the a trucking place. company. Just uh, been kind of, I, I kind of made the rounds with uh, a lot of different things. It was a mechanic. So it, uh, a lot, a lot of different things in my past. That's great. And ultimately landed in real estate. Mm-hmm. So tell us, I mean, you know, you say you needed to change. Tell us, you know, what's some of the best parts about being a real estate agent? You know, the one of the things that I really enjoy about it is no two days are ever the same. Mm-hmm. No two transactions are ever the same. And, uh, you know, it's regardless of what anybody thinks, uh, home ownership is still the American dream. Sure. And it's actually, it's very uh, rewarding to help someone, especially first-time buyers, right. um, reach that goal of home ownership. You know, it's, uh, it, it's just makes you feel good doing that. And, uh, again, yeah, I think that... Uh, helping people or the real estate industry, you get to know people on a little bit more personal level on that because there's honestly not much more personal than someone's home. So it's uh, that, that's a good part of doing that. And that's a fun, happy sale. You know, I'm an in insurance. That's a depressing sale. You know, people only buy it because they, they're mandated to. Right. But when people buy their first house, that's a milestone achievement in their life. Absolutely. It's huge. And you know, again, I, I was just reading an article with when they were in, uh, interviewing younger people and six out of 10 said that they would forego having children so they could buy a home first. So home ownership is amazingly important. Kids who needs them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and if you want to know how personal it is, we have never sold a house. The only thing we ever sell is someone's home. 
Oh, wow. So Hold on, it, I got to get my tissue. <laughs> it's It does make a difference when people get in because they buy houses, but they sell their home. So it uh, that it's it's just a it's kind of like your regardless of what's going on in the world that's kind of your sanctuary when you can get home close the doors and just shut the rest of the world out. Yeah, so well I remember we've known each other a long time mm-hmm. and I think it was back in 2011 you know you were just telling us hey you know the the benefits of home, home ownership and I remember you helped us buy our first house I think it was right? in 2011 and mm-hmm. uh uh, you know, we said, oh, we'll just be here a couple years and, and we're going to sell it. That was our plan. Right. And you're like, well, time will fly and you're going to be more attached to this place than you think. And, um, we did, we love that house. That was our first house. I'll right. obviously never forget it. We loved it and we did really well. I mean, I guess you were right. I hate to say it, but you were right. And, uh, my wife and I, we did really well in that house. We had our first child in that house. I mean, it was a, it's a special place. Right. So, um, so do you work alone? Do you have a partner? No, I, I do have a team. I have a buyer specialist, Diana, and she just is fantastic working with people as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, the reason that we have a team is so that if one of us is gone on vacation, there's always somebody here to take care of our clients. And uh, that's one of the things that we try to do. And it's not just during the sale process. It's afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, where um, we keep in contact with all of our clients have a monthly newsletter that we send all of our clients as well. And it, we try to keep them updated on things in the real estate uh, world and their other segments of life as well. But uh, we do, we do try to take very, very good care of our clients. And you work, uh, what at a brokerage or, I mean, you work, I do, I work, uh, at a broker, I work under a broker, but I have my own team. Right. So that's premier realty, premier realty is yes. a group of how many agents are there? I think we have about 25 agents okay. somewhere in that ballpark. So big team, and uh, but you have someone on, on your team as well, Diana. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Diana's fantastic, by the way. She's, she helped us. She probably does most of the work, I would think. <laughs> well, but. if you ask her, that's an absolute yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she does a fantastic job. Great. How great, long, great how long have you team. and Diana been together? Uh, she actually joined my team in 2008. So wow. it's been quite some time. And wow. I actually worked with her prior to uh, to real estate as well. That's the reason that I uh, w- tried to recruit her to the team. And we just had a, it's been a pretty phenomenal uh, time. Good. So um, there are lots and lots and lots of real estate agents out there. That is correct. Uh, seems like when the market's hot, everyone's kind of jumping in and getting their real estate license. So what sets you apart? Do you, you know, in your opinion from your competition? Well, I think a big part of it is the time that I personally take, um, to do my research on what's going on in the market, being aware of what's going on in our local Mm -hmm. markets and also Mm -hmm. what's going on nationwide in the real estate industry. Mm -hmm. But the other part is we take phenomenal care of our clients. And Mm -hmm. like I said, it's not just during the process, it's before and afterwards, um, Again, if there's if anybody has an issue, um, we usually try to get them connected with people that can take care of them. Because mm-hmm. we, you know, the we just kind of go on the premise that we don't want to help you buy a home. We want to help you buy all of your homes, and right. we want to, your family and uh, friends. We want to help them as well. And the you know the benefit that we have is we currently our business is run virtually 100 percent by referral. You know, we've done, my family and I, we've done two transactions with you, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our right. first mm-hmm. two homes. And like, I don't think we had, 
one issue. I mean, I can't remember anything going wrong. And so I hear my friends and other people, you know, like, oh, this was delayed and we had this setback and this costs more. And I'm thinking like, that never happened to us. So you must be doing something behind the scenes. Are you grinding the other agents or what are you doing over there? Because you, you seem to, I would just say, I felt like you set us up to make it easy, uh, hassle-free, stress-free. I mean, I know you got to sign all the papers, but everything that you said happened right. exactly like you said it. And so for me as a consumer, it was easy. You right. know, I wasn't stressed about it. And you would say, Duncan, we do this and we did it. And then there was no problems ever. Right. So, I mean, tell me a little bit more about the, the just the process of buying a home and maybe the extra detail that you put into the, the contract or, or just different aspects of it. Well, you know, again, there is a lot more going on behind the scenes than most people realize. So yeah. you take an average real estate transaction. I think the normal is there's about 28 people involved in a real estate transaction. Wow. So a lot of what we're doing is so just, we, just to buy a house, just to buy a it's going to touch a banker and a mortgage guy and a loan guy, title guy, inspectors, contractors, roofers, um, processors, their appraisers. There's just so many different, um, facets to a real estate transaction. And mm -hmm. one of the things that we try to do is we try to be preemptive with everything. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason that we do that is you're busy. You have your business to run. You have your life to I mean, focus I, on. I like to play video games six hours a day. I don't have time, you know, to worry about this stuff. Well, I wish we had time to do that, but we don't. So, but, uh, there, there's just a lot of stuff that we, we do try to be preemptive and, we want to get that stuff taken care of so that it doesn't become an issue with the transaction. We're always thinking ahead in the transaction and you know, we'd much rather be preemptive than try to put out fires last minute. On sure. stuff. And then a, the other part of it is you have to have good communication with the other people that are involved in the transaction and to push everything forward. And we always look at it from the standpoint of, we have a buyer that wants to buy a property. We have a seller that wants to sell a property. It's our job to make that move forward as quickly and as quickly and smoothly as possible. And right. that's, that's what we focus on. Very cool. So, you know, what, what's kind of the ideal customer for you? You know, how would you well, describe somebody that? Somebody that wants to spend $10 million cash for property. <laughs> I think that would be ideal. Oh yeah. That's everyone, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, if we're talking ideal, so, you know, with, uh, the ideal customer for us is someone that wants us to do, wants someone that's going to take great care of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we love working with first time buyers. We also love working with, uh, you know, people that are moving up, uh, empty nesters and stuff. So again, it's great when we're working with first time buyers because that, that excitement and stuff that goes with, uh, owning your first home. And then again, um, you know, we've worked with many people. We have families that we've sold, helped them buy and sell eight, 10, 12 homes. And it's always great to do that because you, there is a certain level of trust that's already there. And uh, the one thing that I kind of focus on with our clients is we like people that are teachable because... We, we do want to help them understand this is the reason that this takes place on there. And there are certain things that they, everything has to go in order in a real estate transaction. There's no shortcuts on there. And Dang it. it's just a process. It's, it, real estate is entirely different 
the purchasing real estate is entirely different than anything else you will ever do. It is a totally different process so than anything else. It's you not will like ever going buy. to Best Buy, picking out a big screen TV. Correct. It's not like that. Yeah. It's different. So we, I, we always try to tell our clients that this is a process. It's not an event. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're going to go to the dealership, pick up a car today and drive it home. It just doesn't work that way. This is a, this is a process that we have to go through and you can't, you, everything has to be done in order. You can't do those things out of order. It just doesn't work. Maybe a good question for you would be like, when are the most common times people buy houses? So you said the first time home buyer. Correct. You know, I know for me and my wife, we were kind of looking to have children, you know? Right. So is that kind of when most people are, or maybe they've had a few kids, but so the young families, mm-hmm. and then you said, uh, the empty nesters, right. you know, people are maybe changing their downsizing or just right. Right. Their, and it usually is the most common times that people are going to buy or sell real estate is when there's a major event going on in their life. Okay. And it's like you said, someone gets married, it's a pretty major event in their life. Mm-hmm. And when they start having children, decide they want to have children, it's a pretty major event. Kids move out. You know, you have a big house that you've raised your family in. You have all these memories, you know, and it's when it's just mom and dad left at home or you know, whoever, mom alone, dad alone, who, whatever the scenario is, when it's just a couple of people there, that, you know, 2,500, 3,000 square foot home may not be the right home for someone and they're looking to downsize or they could be looking to get into a home that is more focused on what their lifestyle is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then the other, you know, if there's a death in the family, that's always mm-hmm. another event. You know, and we always tell everybody that at some point in time, we're all going to die. Uh, last I checked, really? the, the mortality rate oh. in California, still right about 100%. So Shoot. those are all things that are eventually going to happen as well. So, you know, a, again, there's big changes in lives is generally when it spurs someone to want to move. Job transfers are another big one. Yeah. There, so. um, okay. So we live in Bakersfield, California, obviously. Mm-hmm. Could you quickly give us kind of a synopsis or overview of what's going on here in the real estate market? Sure. I mean, obviously everybody, I think most people are aware that the market's been pretty hot for a little bit Mm -hmm. and it still is, uh, it's a little bit different than it was a few months ago. You know, we're kind of moving into our seasonal slowing. Um, So we're we're in October, we're in October. Yeah. October 1st. So we've already gone through our peak season for this year. So we're moving into our seasonal slowing, but the market still huge demand uh, from buyers in the market. Um, the difference that I see now versus what it was six months ago, you know, if we list a house over a weekend, six months ago, we were getting probably 30, 40 showings over a weekend and 15, 20, 25 offers. Uh, now we're seeing probably 10, 15, maybe 20 showings over a weekend and three or four or five offers, but everything is still selling relatively quickly. You know, we usually, most of the stuff that we're listing a week or less and everything, virtually everything's still selling for over asking price. So it's still, market's still doing well. Um, the pricing in Bakersfield, everybody thinks that they're high, but comparative to the rest of the state, it is still such a bargain here. Uh, do you have any stats on that? I mean, I know sure. you've done presentations on that, but rough, could you give us some rough numbers there on, on Bakersfield pricing? Sure. So if you look at median home prices in the state of California, median home price right now in California is well over 800000 oh for the median gosh. home price. 
Bakersfield, it's about 330000 So wow. when you look at that compared to the rest of the state, it is such a huge bargain here. And, and that's what is, part of what is driving our market is we're just seeing an influx of people from other areas because they look at, you know, I'm going to be, if I live here in L.A., I'm going to be paying 800000 to a $1 million for a home. Mm-hmm. But, man, I can go to Bakersfield and I can buy a home for three or 400000 that is a mansion compared to what I'm going to spend 800000 to a $1 million on in Los Angeles. That, that $800,000 house in L.A. was probably built in the 50s, has no backyard and two-bedroom, you know. And right. they could come here and spend 400000 and get a four-bedroom house yep. with a nice yard and right. two-car garage, two-car garage. And, the, you know, the other reality that we're going to see here moving forward is that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be working at home for the foreseeable future. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, geography is not as important now as it was a year and a half, two years ago. Mm -hmm. So that that's another thing that's driving our market here as well as, you know, with remote working, people can live just about anywhere. So I enroll new employees at my clients, Mm -hmm. you know, in health insurance and, the vast majority, just anecdotally speaking, the vast majority are from out of town. Right. You know, and I'll say, I'm talking to them as we're signing up and where are you from? Oh, I'm from Long Beach. I'm from, you know, down South. I'm from the Bay area. Right. And, uh, they maybe had a family member here or they were just, like you said, they're like, we realized we were never going to buy a house in LA. Right. And this was our chance either cause they were working from home to look at other options to look at Bakersfield. So, um, no, I mean, just to back up what you're saying, it's a very interesting time in our market. I guess, you know, you might think for someone who uh, maybe wasn't paying attention, you think, well, gosh, COVID probably really hurt the housing market, but it, it hasn't done that here Not in at Bakersfield all. at all. No, in fact, uh, it was interesting that we were doing really well anyway prior mm-hmm. to COVID, mm-hmm. and we had about a two-week slowdown. And uh, once, they, once the shutdown came uh, about la- in March of last year, um, about two weeks after that, real estate was actually determined as a, uh, um, I forget what they call it. Essential. Essential. That's an essential business. And ever since that happened, it's just been going crazy. And again, the, the benefit that we have in Bakersfield, we're an hour and a half, two hours from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We're two hours from the beach. We're an hour from the mountains. Mm-hmm. And we have three of the largest uh, transportation arteries in the country. Right. All connect right. right through Bakersfield. So, you know, it, there's a lot of uh, logistics companies that like this area as well. Right. Amazon they, just built their huge. Right. And they're going to be adding center. on to that. Are they? Uh, yes. Oh and my gosh. I know that uh, Walmart is expanding their distribution centers as well. Mm. And uh, so it, there's a lot of benefits here compared to, you know, the other areas. When you're looking at like the metro areas, the cost to build facilities is is just staggeringly expensive and you know the with the transportation corridors that we have here it just makes more sense for companies to move here so the market's hot it's still um a seller's market absolutely so what advice would you give uh you know what advice would you give to someone who's trying to buy a house right now today well, I think the biggest advice, and and rest assured, it is 100% a seller's market, and that is the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future. Okay. Uh, so the one piece of advice that I could give buyers is be prepared. Have your own money, 
Don't think that you're going to be asking the seller to pay for anything, closing costs, things like that, because in the current market that we're in, the sellers just don't have the need to do that. They Because if cases, you say, hey, fix the toilet, they'll be like, oh, next offer. Right. Well, and it's not so much that as if you're asking for closing cost credits to help cover your expenses for closing. In most cases, the sellers are just going to move to the next offer that they have. <clears throat> so the other part that I would recommend with buyers is when you're looking at homes, if it's a home that you want, just submit your highest and best offer. Just don't don't mess around because just be straightforward with it. Because I will tell you the prices are not going down. They're going to continue to go up over the foreseeable future. There's no indications at this point in time that anything's going to change in the real estate market, especially here locally. So talk about that a little bit. Obviously the market's hot here in Bakersfield, but you've also given us some other stats statewide in California mm -hmm. about why you think that this market's not uh, going to crash necessarily. It's just going to keep rising. Right. Talk about that a little bit about the number of houses being built. So, I absolutely 100% believe that we are not in a bubble and it's just based on pure facts. So the, if you look at, um, homes nationwide, so normally in this country, just through attrition every year, um, fires, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, teardowns, just uh, things like that. We usually lose about 1.2 million homes a year. So just to stay even, we would need to build 1.2 million homes or more per year just to stay even. So over the last 11 years, the uh, nor average is about seven to 800,000 a year. So every year we're losing ground. So we are in the midst of the worst housing shortage in the history of this country. Hmm. So the forces that are driving real estate right now they're not artificial like they were in 2004, 2005, 2006. It's not a bunch of investors buying properties and they're artificially inflating the market. We have true forces that are driving the current market that we're what, in. What about the mortgages being issued now? I mean, it, they seem to be a lot yeah. uh, better underwritten Absolutely. now than they were. Uh, right. So rest assured, the people that are buying homes today mm -hmm. are qualified buyers. Mm -hmm. And the difference that we see now versus uh, back in that market is that the people that are buying houses today are, they have cash that they're putting into these transactions. Mm. So the amount of equity in homes, in residential homes in this country right now is just staggering the, the amounts of equity that people have. And part of that is that you're just simply not going to get into a house with nothing out of pocket. It just, it, it, that is not available any longer. And when you're getting your mortgages, when you're applying for loans, they are going to check everything. They're going to verify all of the information. They're going to verify funds to close. It is completely different than it was uh, prior to the crash. Okay. So much, much different, much healthier market that we're in right now. Well, that's good news. That's yes, good news. Absolutely. So it's, it's a seller's market, but you know, do you still have advice for maybe someone looking to sell their house that might help them or give them mm -hmm. little tips, pointers? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the one thing that I can say to sellers is just be aware there is a finite amount that you're going to get for your home. Okay. It's, you're not just going to ask whatever you want and you're going to get that, you know, people are, people are still, when they're looking at buying your home, they're still looking at the same things that they were looking at three, four, five years ago, the condition of the property. Mm -hmm. So I, I, in my opinion, 
one of the biggest uh, mistakes that some sellers make is not having their home ready for the market when it goes on the market. And then the other thing that I would, uh, or the, the other advice I would give sellers is the highest offer that you get is not necessarily the best offer because there are still other market forces that you have to deal with in a transaction. Still has to appraise at the contract price. Um, th that's probably the number one thing. And sometimes when you're in markets where they're moving up quickly, sometimes the appraisals are not keeping pace with what's going on in the market. So maybe explain that a little bit more. I mean, I just picture myself as a home seller looking at three offers mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, you know, Marvin's telling me, you know, why would I not take the highest offer? Right. You know, why would I not take the one that's, you know, maybe $5,000 more than the, the second one, you know, I mean, what, what right. happens there? Maybe it's, it's not as solid or something's going to fall through, or, I mean, kind of explain a little bit more what happens to people. Well, the, there's multiple facets when you're looking at offers. So it's not only the offering price, it's what type of loan that the buyer is getting to purchase the property. If they're getting a loan, the other would be who's the lender that's doing the loan, um, those are all things that we look at when we're looking at offers. I mean, so you want to make sure that the loan's going to come through. Absolutely. So the, the goal is once you're, when you're selling your home and you accept an offer, the goal is to actually close escrow and right. complete the transaction. Right. But there are multiple things that have to take place during that escrow period and mm -hmm. for that to happen. And the, when we are looking at, when we do a market analysis on a home, the things that we're looking at when we're doing that market analysis to come up with the value, the appraisers are looking at those exact things on there. So there is, regardless of which neighborhood that you're in, what your house, what condition it's in, there's a finite amount that you're going to be able to get for your home. And when you're getting a loan on the property, there's an appraisal done to justify the risk that the bank is taking on the property. Right. I mean, it's just straightforward. So maybe part of what makes you a good agent then would be your ability to appraise the value of a property for your client and help them maybe determine what, what they need to sell their house for right. or the offer they need to make on that house to buy it. Right. If that, that's a big part of it, coming up with the realistic value that we think we can get it to appraise at and mm -hmm. move forward. And then the other part of it is just the negotiating process. Mm -hmm. There's always things that you can negotiate into uh, transactions as well. So it's... Um, you know, it's not not a matter of just let's look at the highest offer and that's the one we'll take and we'll move forward. There's a lot that goes into that because we do, when I get an offer on a property, before I sit down with my clients, I've already had discussions with lenders and agents and stuff to determine what the probability is that we're going to be able to get this transaction closed. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Anything else? Anything else you want to share with us today before we kind of move move on? Not really. You know, if there's one thing that I would share, is there's never a bad time to buy real estate. You know, and if you're looking at the long term, the long term advantages of owning real estate, you just can't argue with the track record. You know, if you take renting versus owning, take that over a two three, four, five, 10 year period, there's just absolutely no comparison on the financial benefits of owning a home versus renting. Very cool. All right. Well, let's talk about, you know, maybe why you're here. So we meet every week. We're part of Bakersfield Business Partners, a networking group. We meet on a weekly basis and you've been a member for how long? Well, I was the uh, one that started the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. How long has it been actually? Do we, do we 2008 even know? Oh my is when goodness. we started. 
I think I joined in 2010, 20, I don't 11, remember. Something like 29, that. It, it's 29. been a while. Yeah, too long. Got a lot of gray hair since then. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, look, you, you've obviously been a part of this group. You started it. You believe in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell me what uh, Bakersfield Business Partners means to you and your company. Well, you know, the one of the huge benefits that I get is that I have multiple different professionals that I have the ability to refer my clients to, and I know that they're going to be taken care of. That's probably one of the biggest benefits that uh, with the group itself. And then also, too, the reason that it was originally started was to help each other grow their businesses, mm-hmm. to increase increase their you know, customers and it's to each helped other you there and it's been amazingly beneficial. It's, I would say that, uh, between 25 to 40% of my business comes directly from Bakersfield business partners. Wow. That's great. So who knew 15 years ago when you started this little deal with, right. You know, four or five people, however many it is now we're at, right. we're at 25 now today. Right. And, uh, I think we just did a million and a half dollars in, in referrals. So, right. Pretty impressive so, group. Well, I, for, we owe it all to you. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just a great group of people. And the one thing that I really enjoy about the group is we're not interested in being the biggest, but it's we look at uh, qu- quality over quantity. And we just have some phenomenal members of the group and some great professionals. And, you know, I feel very confident when I refer someone to other members or other professionals in the group that I know that they're going to be very well cared for. Yeah. I love our group. You know, there's a great core uh, membership that's been there for 10 plus years. The vast majority of our group are business owners or, or decision makers at their business. And, uh, and then uh, bottom line is we just have great people. Absolutely. They're, they're honest, they're reliable. They, um, they're just great to work with. So look, if you're listening and you'd like to join us, uh, the name of our group is Bakersfield Business Partners. We meet every Tuesday morning at 7.30, a group of about 25 people. And the goal of the group is to grow our businesses. So we do that through referrals, uh, really relationships and education. So it's been a great experience. Marvin, thank you again for coming today. Uh, You're very welcome. Enjoyed it. All right. And until then, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you.